This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system announcing the commencement of the annual purge. Because I just went gay all of a sudden. Weapons of class four and lower have been authorized for use during the purge. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. Government officials of ranking 10 have been granted immunity from the purge and shall not be harmed. There is no racial bigotry here. Here you are all equally worthless. Commencing at the siren, any and all crime, including murder, will be legal for 12 continuous hours. You can act like a man! What's the matter with you? Police, fire, and emergency medical services will be unavailable until tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when the purge concludes. General, would you care to step outside? Blessed be our new founding fathers and America, a nation reborn. May God be with you all. Been waiting to go. So, oh, excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. My bad. She's mad at me. She told me I was on the phone all day because I got dressed to take our daughter who's got fucking pneumonia. You held on to that. To the fucking doctors. And I was like, all right, cool. We'll go take a shower and charge. But I started getting fasting, so I was like, eh, I'm just going to drink a cup of coffee. So I just threw some clothes on. And then I. I was like, hey, you mind driving down there? I got I to gotta answer some stuff on, on my phone. It's fine. So I was on it for about five minutes. She drives like a fucking nut. Made me sick. Put my phone down. <laughs> so we get where we're going. We end up switching. I end up driving. Um, still can't be on my phone because now I'm fucking driving. We go into a pet store. I had to buy some products. And so we spent there. And then we talked to her mom for a little bit in the store. And then we leave. We go to lunch. And then... I looked at my phone like four times, not even like crazy times at lunch, drive home. Now it's like four o'clock. I'm like, Hey, I gotta go do something upstairs for an hour upstairs for an hour. Still not on my phone. Come back down. I haul my phone for, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. He gets mad. And I'm like, fuck. Then we have dinner, whatever. I look at my phone a couple of times at dinner, not even like that hardcore on it. Just, I look at it well, maybe 30 seconds each time. A total of a minute, maybe 45, maybe pushing a minute 30, whatever. I don't know that that, that math doesn't add up. <clears throat> and then she gets mad at me at the end, like, You were on your phone all day today. I'm like, You motherfucker, no, I wasn't driving half the fucking dirty. You're so lucky she doesn't listen to the show, dude. What the fuck? And I'm like, Man, that's bullshit. And then she got she, she threw some low blows, and I was like, That's fucking that's low. She's like, No, it's not. I'm okay, low. so I'm like, ugh. The big, the big takeaway from this story is one, you just need to start shitting a lot more so you can be on your phone in the toilet <laughs> right. and close door. <laughs> I have to show. I show with the door open. Face pooping when the kids aren't here. <laughs> if I close pooping. that thing, she gets mad. Because why did you close the door? Shitstagram. Oh, so, dude, boy. I shit for like forty minutes for that purpose. And that purpose alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh and I start, I'm like, fuck, dude. And I start looking. I'm like, fuck, I've been in here for a minute. She starts coming. Hey, are you going to be done soon? I'm like, yeah, 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 I'll be done soon. And then 20 minutes later, what are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like you, I feel Rome like wasn't when, built in a day. Dude, it's the other massive. day I was trying to take a shit and she was sitting right at the door with the baby. 
He's like, I need you to watch the baby. I'm like, then stop talking and leave. I feel like we're in this weird dimension where uh, I, my kids are all older and moved out and Matt is just barely old enough. Yeah, to I'm just throw starting it, like a start crying. So you and Marco are it check. You and Marco are in this weird position where you still have children that want childlike things from you. And Matt can't relate because it hasn't happened yet. And I'm laughing at you because it's so far in the rear view mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you stopped at two. I said two. Give me a beer. Keep going. Well, Two different women. I mean, I would have. I wanted five, actually. Yeah. Oh, well, I might. I would have totally five. <laughs> well, <laughs> why don't you like, get one right? That's not a joke. <laughs> yeah. Like legit, I... there might be a fifth one. <laughs> Fuck, dude. She looked so, at me after the the fourth one. She goes, "I want a girl," and I, or, oh. I want a boy, and I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I already have one. She's like, I want one with me and you. I was like, well, oh. we better pay for that. And she's like, I'm down to pay. I'm like, because I ain't spin out another girl, dude. That ain't happening. Might be paying well, some money to go get a boy. Uh, yeah, you we better not do it that way, man. You're going you're gonna to get the fucking Yahtzee. You know what I'm saying? Like, she's like, I want another one. <laughs> <laughs> Matt and I were just six. We're talking about um, how we, you know, the difference between, and then you and Chuck haven't controlled the show. And uh, how did that feel? <laughs> I'll tell you how it made me feel. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> I was fucking with you. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think it was that bad. I think it was, I think it was, I would think it was decent for sure. I think there were some dead parts for sure. Well, um, no, I had to do some editing we like, I, and I did some editing. Hey, you know what? Look, I told no, you where to do that. No, no lie. Like I have not received a single email either loving or hating it so no news so, is good news. right exactly oh cool which means you guys did just fine yes that's because people just stopped listening and they're like <laughs> <laughs> they're like oh. <laughs> i think just they just felt so bad they're just like you know what we're not gonna kick it we're not gonna kick the dead horse you know what I'm saying we're not gonna kick it while they're down <laughs> oh so. speaking of everyone's here tonight are we gonna be able to do um Go over the last fucked up thing, like true or false thing, because I don't remember which one that was. You're gonna and, have to. Uh, I don't fucking remember. Dig that up. I don't. I know. don't. It was. It was false. It was true. I have no idea. It was sort of. No. Uh, tonight we're gonna finally, I think, tackle something that's been on the agenda, um, because we're all here this week and next week, and this is definitely. I think. I think it's gonna be a two parter. Yeah. Okay. Um, you could talk about this for like a month straight. I know that's true. So sad part. I mean, we, we can talk have, about dookies for two, yeah, two days. We've again. we've talked to Chuck, uh, Chuck privately, myself privately, Chuck and I through the podcast, uh, John and I through the podcast, John and Chuck through mentor, mentee, military, peer support. Like we've Matt, you know, we have all talked to people struggling with um, addiction, right, in one way or another, and somehow because of how much addiction issues and and uh those kinds of things are tied to people who have been in the military or people who have been in law enforcement people who have uh had friends that have been um addicted to drugs and alcohol we thought we would just jump into that um wholeheartedly because we've gotten so many i guess not just questions um We've had so many interactions with people asking us, hey, this is where I'm at. Do you think 
there's an issue or I think I have an issue. What, what would you do? You know, like I, I'll be honest. I'm humbled by those questions thinking we have the fucking answer. (laughs) 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 I mean, I'll give you my best shot, brother. I promise you that. Um, I just, I thought we would tackle that topic. And I know from previous episodes, when we've kind of barely dabbled into it, it's gotten, uh, it's like one of those, okay, we better save some time for this. So yeah, uh, yeah. this week and next week, I think we have time for this. And I thought um, we could each uh, go around and start with just family histories, right? Cause they're so important. Right. So I'll, I'll tell you this, you guys know all about my grandfather who uh, served in world war two. He was the quintessential vet who came home and tried his best to hold it together with a family in a new country and he drank his ass off and abused his children and scared the shit out of half the neighborhood, setting his house on fire, (laughs) falling asleep, smoking a cigarette. Like it wasn't a pretty uh, picture, but it wasn't necessarily uncommon in the uh, children of alcoholic veterans returning from world war two kind of era. So that's how I kind of grew up. Okay, so I'll go. zip their fucking fly up. What was that? That was a zipper. That was a zipper. Yeah, I apologize. It, was I, it wasn't my. <laughs> it wasn't my first zipper on my pants. I wasn't just like I wasn't doing a fucking road like a road trip piss. You know what I mean? Like a little bucket. Like, oh, I can't get up in the podcast. They're gonna fucking piss into this jar. Um, so, <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. I mean, it's well, official. Well, on that <laughs> note. <laughs> uh, well, hello. On that note, welcome to the locker room. God, I, I blew right yeah. past it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you did. I just yeah, got I into it. I was like, oh, I am. I know. Looking. I was shooting messages and I was like, hey, looking, hey, looking. No, no, no. I was <laughs> not so I guess since I went first, welcome to the locker room. It's such a I'm serious Mar- I'm Marco. Topic. Fuck it. There is Marco. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm Chuck since we're going in backwards order. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That's me. That... I'm Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm Tom, and uh, we're all finally together again. We've we've probably Oof. each one Rarity. of us has probably had a drink or three. I am two into the good old Voodoo Ranger nine and a half percent. Mm. Ooh, yeah. I had a half Get bottle of you. wine. Fuck it to you. You had a half bottle of wine. Nice. <laughs> I've had uh, it's a good one too. Probably uh, two and a half. Uh, I, I I enjoy a nice uh, spiced rum and ginger ale. A nice little... Oh God, that's a good. That's a good combo. Mm-hmm. Really, I've never, oh, I've yeah. never put those two together. Oh no, you put a little spice rum over ice mm. with some ginger ale. Mm-hmm. Huh. I've done the whiskey yeah. with the ginger ale. Yeah, yeah, Jameson, Jameson yeah. ginger yeah. ale. Lots of people have done, you know, ginger ale. But, but if you actually take the this little bit of spice rum, it's almost like a rum and coke, but it's a little bit lighter. Huh. Oh, you know, in the huh. south they do uh, whiskey and sprite. They don't like ginger. They do whiskey and sprite. Oh, whiskey and sprite. That sounds that's so like a, that's good. Co- uh, co- that's sprite. like a whiskey and soda water with a twist <laughs> of uh, co- lemon, co- but sprite. a little yep. twist of lime. Yeah, Cokes. but they're not fancy, so it's everything's so. everything's coke. everything's coke, and then something else like well, coke, coke orange. Speaking of coke all sprite. our alcoholic natures, so I thought we would talk about it as we're going back. Uh, now that I've completely jumped the gun on the intro, so I I grew up with I I was no like for me having family members that drank or family members that smoked or my, my older brother was a drug addict for a long time. 
like I did, I grew up like, oh, d- doesn't everybody have somebody in their family who just fucking oh, abuses yeah. substances? Yeah, not even I abuse. Had, I thought it was normal. There was there was not I, a was family, family gathering or just. I don't remember a time that my dad did not have a beer in his hand. Mm-hmm. Like, like that was just mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. you know, or like family gatherings. Everybody had a cigarette in one hand and a drink in the other, and it. Nobody ever got, you know, super sloppy, shitty, stupid, nothing bad ever happened, but that was just like the norm. And you kind of knew which side of the fence your family was on based on how far away from the house you had to smoke a joint. Like if you had an uncle who wanted to smoke a joint, it was like, did he have to take a walk around the block or could he just go on the side where the trash cans were? Right. Right. Like, right, right. Like there was that there was that like how dirtbag was your family. Right. It was all based on like how acceptable somebody at a family event smoking a joint was. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, was I remember hot. the I remember the first time I smelled uh, pot when I knew what it was when I was smoking it. And I instantly flash back to me being a kid playing in the middle of a room at, you know, someone's house. <laughs> and that smell reminded me of my parents and aunts and uncles all sharing what I thought was a fucking cigarette because I didn't fucking know any better. They're all passing a joint around a circle with me in the middle playing with fucking goddamn Lincoln Logs. Like, I didn't, I didn't fucking know. <laughs> and then when I smelled, I'm like, the on the left. Yeah. I'm like, oh, these man. motherfuckers were not sharing a cigarette because everybody smoked. So as a kid, America. I just thought it was just a cigarette. It was a weird smelling cigarette. <laughs> but so as weird as that is for you, mine was the opposite, right? My grandfather was alcoholic. Then my dad worked for LAPD. Like he churched three times a week. Like that shit, you know, I, I grew up thinking that kiss stood for knights and Satan service brother. Like, it was full, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like dungeons and dragons was the devil. Right. Okay. Right. right. I couldn't even watch Harry Potter. My dad wouldn't allow me. Yeah. Well, I'm sure if Harry He's Potter like, had been around when I was a work, kid, it like, would have been the same freaking thing. And so anyway, so that was why like drugs and alcohol around my dad and around his family did not exist. Mm. <laughs> then you get around my mom's family. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was like the that wheel of dysfunction. Wild. Yeah, <laughs> I, love. I mean, they were going to your house. Admittedly, they were a yeah, much better your time. Mom was always fun. Your mom was always like wine oh, glass man. in hand, Absolutely. just hey, boys. Hey, but like functional, like So as much as my grandfather, fucking yeah, right. My grandfather had to go to AA. My mom was able mm. to keep it chill. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah. She was like, no, no, no. We cool. We cool. I, yeah. I'm yeah. So, but so that's two of us, Chuck. I know you and I have talked about your stuff, and Mark and I. I just don't know how much you guys know about each other, and how much you guys so, have been closely tied into, you know, alcohol and addiction. So, um, my mom, she's an alcoholic, pretty good, and she's she's also fucking fifty on fifty, pretty good. Um, I feel like saying hi, my Chuck. dad. That's my dad. Hi, Chuck. It was like, hi, Chuck. <laughs> right. It's like an Alateen meeting or right. Al Anon or whatever. <laughs> so Adult okay. children of alcoholics. My dad was never, he was, he was an alcoholic. Um, my grandfather was. Um, and then my brother-in-law uh, was pretty hard into some drugs. And <clears throat> I always wanted to be a cop. And that was one of the biggest reasons. Like, I want to be a cop and I want to be a dope cop. Because I saw that affect my sister pretty hard. Um, and they're still together. When you say dope um, cop, mm, dope like cop. drugs, right? Okay. Not like that. Not like not that cop dope is cop. dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the 
actually, it's kind of funny you would say that because the goal of every dope cop is to be a dope cop. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is so stupid. Um, yeah. But yeah. no. And then so I dealt with all that when I was growing up and stuff like that. And honestly, my dad was a cop, but I had smoked pot in the house and he never knew. And uh, well, your dad was a high patrolman, to be fair. Yeah, he wasn't, he, he really <laughs> didn't like, he knew what it smelled like, but like, he couldn't put his we had a fucking drug dealer who lived next door to us <laughs> for a while, ladies and gentlemen. Your highway patrol, <laughs> like, I was like, dude, that dude's the biggest like pot dealer in the area we lived in, and I was like, he lives right next door. And it was funny because I knew some of my buddies bought drugs from him. they're like we can't the guy <laughs> lives next door he's a fucking cop like he's like oh dude i've been living here for like a year anyways it, it, was, it was ridiculous and i was like this is fucking embarrassing but um it was funny you know like dealing with all that and then i had struggled with some alcohol um issues a little bit and still kind of do and so i think it's important when you're dealing with all that to like know your limits and things like that and know like check yourself and be able to check yourself. But sometimes you have to go cold Turkey for a little bit to, to be like, Hey, I'm fucking up. Would you, but, would you, would you say that you have to check yourself before you rickety wreck yourself? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Indeed. And I think the biggest just thing, just checking, and we'll get into this, but the biggest thing did you check yourself, you talk to other people, you know, who is struggling and helping them. And I'm like sitting here trying to help people, and I'm like I'm fucked up. Like I'm I'm not like fucked up off alcohol, but like I'm I'm fucked up too. And like how am I right. helping these people? But I have helped a lot of people, and it's crazy. And I'm like, man, and it just started me thinking, like, how many therapists are out there who are fucking just they are just fucking. Do you want a percentage? All fucked up. Do you I mean, want I a percentage? And, but they're trying to help people, and they're all. Do you want a percentage? <laughs> do you know? Do you want an actual percentage of the number do, of therapists? Yeah, I would say ninety nine point six. They all got problems. <laughs> That's why they're so good at what their job is because they know it from the inside out. Like, no, like, these yeah. motherfuckers are like, oh, I'm so crazy. I think I need a class to understand myself. Hey, look, a little <laughs> bit of insight. Why don't I take this and treat the whole world? Probably <laughs> like, drove me to like, Matt psychiatry. My, like, like uh, in knowing that shit. Psychology class. Oh fuck! Yeah, that right? tracks. That You're tracks. Right? Yes, that makes sense. She's, yeah, because I've heard of psychology. Mm, nice. Mm, so that's cool. Mm, interesting. That's well, my anyway. backstory, a little bit yeah. in a nutshell. Now, does do any of us have? Because I I don't personally well, that I know of. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Marco. The details of my upbringing are incomprehensible. <laughs> Fuck you. You just waited for that all night. Oh, You're like man. laying in the grass. This little oh. fucking butt wiggling his tail, switching oh, back and forth. Fucking just joke sniper. God damn it. Joke sniper on the hill just sucking the grass, you know? <laughs> my mother was a French whore named Chloe. <laughs> um, Yeah, we... Shit, like it, it was a completely different story for me. I had because it's in the, Spanish. <laughs> si, <senor. laughs> in that case, los diseños de mi de mi juventud fueron completamente diferentes de ustedes. Primero broken him. Wait, did you try turning it off and turning it back on again? <laughs> yeah, this fucking SAP button ain't fucking working. Yeah, it got stuck. It. So. For me, it was different. So I, I oh, there we go. My, my household, my household, <laughs> was, my household was strict. 
but there's no alcohol inside of my inside of my household. My dad didn't really drink. He drank a little bit, and I do mean a tiny bit socially. But when right. I was growing up, my dad was still training, either training or teaching. Hmm. So, um, and my mom has well, always for the been new listeners. Your father was an Olympic was an Olympic athlete. games athlete. Yes, like yes, 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 okay. yes. yes. Um, wow. So uh, uh, a medalist, actually. Um, so. <laughs> Like he did shit with his mind. I mean, that's, that's, a, that's a mentalist. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, but only in Spanish. <laughs> only in Spanish. <laughs> only, only, only in Spanish. He could fuck with you if you spoke Spanish. Um, you imagine, like, like if mind readers couldn't cross languages. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> or like the mind reader track Olympics and they're doing the hammer throwers. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, okay, sorry. So alcohol wasn't really in my family. It wasn't really in my household. Neither were drugs. Because uh, my dad was constantly getting tested. Uh, to an extent, it was a lot lot less, you know. I mean, this is like the then, Tour de France. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Pre-Sammy Sosa. <laughs> but I did I did have my uncle, um, the youngest, the youngest uh, uncle in my dad's side of the family, was your quintessential drunk. He would go out and be out until three, four o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. uh, come home to my grandparents' house and be asleep until noon. And he had like the the, the classic cartoon style alcohol chub face with the bright <laughs> with the bright red nose and his eyes were always squinting. God and he loved us and I love that guy. But you know, as soon as like you knew he was the party, as, as soon as the party started, man, that that motherfucker was drunk immediately. He was like he was perma drunk. So right. but he maintained he maintained he was he wasn't abusive. He wasn't he's abusive. He didn't, yeah, he well, mm, eh. to, I mean, an extent. <laughs> to an extent. He was like, yeah. he was like the the lovable mouse that fell out of the barrel. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> but he wasn't he wasn't married. He didn't have kids. So it's not like he was like a, there wasn't that, that was element. Smart. He was he wasn't right. abusive. Uh, he was a like responsible else, drunk. Um, he was he was the the village he was the village drunk <laughs> the, the village drunk Ooh, telling, the town drunk fucking, okay the town drunk that was sitting there telling you know stories of back in the day and just cracking people mm. up while he was drunk it was hilarious Pig. and Polk High School <laughs> <laughs> so three, three touchdowns um so that I mean that was it I I, I didn't really and that's why I went over to Thomas's house when yeah. I was younger you wanted that to was crazy like, yeah I mean like. <laughs> come, strict south american um catholic upbringing you know going to church every, every sunday or every sunday so we didn't yeah we didn't really have like we my parents had a full stock bar like an actual wraparound bar in our house in in venezuela uh but that was very entertaining and my mom used to say that like oh this is this is adult drinks and therefore when we have company and during not during christmas we have a thing called ponche crema which is basically the <laughs> the, the latin version of eggnog which is made with a grip of spice rum yeah. a ridiculous a ridiculous amount of spice rum it will it will it'll cure what ails you so that was the time when i saw like my parents a little tipsy mm. was around christmas time drinking ponche crema which cream punch right cream punch. yeah Ponche yeah, crema. Good. Ponche ah, crema. And uh, <laughs> by the way, you're learning. I'm learning. By the way, um, my wife and I have learned how to make it, so we make it every year now. It's fucking good. So, I'll just send you guys something. So that's just to give everybody an idea of kind of all of our yeah. general now, did upbringings. More, more, a, a little bit more background shit. 
are any of you aware <clears throat> of any hard drug use within the family? Like, you know, I knew yes. that, well, you so know, my like brother, there was like weed and shit in mine, but I, I was the first one of the family to do all the hard shit. Yeah, me too. Um, and, my and brother was the first fucking... one in the family. I never did the yeah, hard shit, shit, right? Yeah. I mean, you guys know, like, I was... Right. Like, you were was, the air I was the allergic to <laughs> fucking alcohol. Allergic to alcohol, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, all yeah, fucking bought. Uh, well, yeah. it worked. It did um, fucking work. It's for well played still. I, I still yeah. tell that story. I'm like, oh, fuck, <laughs> that's how you get out of it, kids. That's how you fucking get out of <laughs> right. it. Right. So, um, I, my brother, he's eight years older than me. He had been, or and. I mean, I don't know. I guess if you don't know somebody's addiction status, it's like at last I knew he had had a drug problem and then supposedly cleaned it up. I just have no evidence to support that assertion. How's that? Right, right, right. right. It's, it's uh, like the it's complicated <laughs> relationship status. Right, exactly. Like if he's very if, if I ran into him and he didn't seem high and he says I haven't been high in years, I would believe him. And if I ran into him and he seemed high and he was like, I haven't been high in years, I'd be like, you're full of shit. Like it would just be a coin toss right 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 um but you know as you get older i mean my brother's in his 50s now like it's like drugs don't hit the same yeah you, yeah. you get past john yeah. belushi's age and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck i made it holy shit hey <laughs> better dial it down ozzy Osbourne, even ozzy Osbourne <laughs> cut come back you know yeah um so i knew my brother did hard stuff i remember um just like overdoses where my mom was freaking out and she was trying to hide from us the fact that my brother was in the ER from an overdose or that he'd been in a car wreck or that one of her friends had overdosed. Like, like they try to have those conversations in other rooms, but when you're the kid of divorced parents and you're growing up, like ha spend half the weekends in, you know, a bedroom at your grandparents' house. Cause your mom lives in her old bedroom. Like you just hear that shit. Right. So that was my first, <clears throat> I guess, experience or exposure to hard drugs was knowing that my brother was using stuff that was, and, and for me, dude, I thought pot was a hard drug till I was like 15, right? Yeah. Like, what, what was your brother using? Like, what was he ODing on those times? Well, so what I knew then or what I know now? Aaron? Uh, well, well, now, I mean, now that, that you know. So what, what I it? know that there was some ODs on it, it was his, his stuff has really always been stimulants. Okay. So mm -hmm. um, my, that's just always been you'll find there are depressant people and stimulant people. And right, 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 right. right. There, you kind of and there's those of us like do eight ball or uh, freaking uh, speed balls once in a while just because like, why not? De Red, Red Bull and vodka, man. baby. <laughs> <laughs> so that's so I knew my brother had been used, you know, uh, methamphetamine stimulants. A lot of that stuff uh -huh. is, is prevalent in the gay community. I mean, you, you as a teenager, the psychedelics, you know, acid, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, and then I'm sure, you know, everything from methamphetamine. I, I'm sure if I asked him, my brother would tell me that he's probably used heroin or morphine or some yeah. sort of a sure. depressant because he's done everything known to man and twice on Sunday. But a lot of his were all the party drugs. This is stuff that kept you okay. up, kept you yeah, going. Kept, you, kept the party going all night. Exactly. exactly. Okay. Feel Poppers. That. Poppers. Oh, wow, dude, that's a that's a freaking chicken McNugget to the gay scene, bro. That's, yeah, I know. That was the first time I ever gotten introduced to it. I was working as a as a brand new beat cop and animal nitrate. Like, what the fuck are these things? And I pulled out like a handful and they're like, they're poppers. And I was like, what the fuck are poppers? I'm like, they smell them or snort them. 
And it helps that it like, it gives them a euphoric feeling, especially when they get ready to do it. And I was like, or you put them up your ass. Mm. There's no idea. It's what does it feel like? <laughs> I'd ask him because that's instantly how I curious. <laughs> yes. How does it feel? One hundred percent. I was like, oh. how does it feel? I love that. Yeah, I love that not? your curiosity knows literally no bounds. Yeah, as, a, as a law enforcement officer, you have. If to I ask were a woman, things. I would know what it would be like to have a penis inside me. So I wonder what that feels like. I'm like, I, I don't know. I don't need. You're like, no, I'm well, curious. Yeah, I, like, I've, with, I've wondered that though. To be, to be honest, you gotta wonder. <laughs> no, too. I just meant. So Chuck, I'm not gonna take Chuck one is, up the ass to think like, well, it's kind of close, but <laughs> no, I just <laughs> meant that, that there's there's a level of I honesty Ooh, with hurt. Chuck that is just. Oh, <laughs> I've had a few oh. fingers up there, and it hurts. Um, <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, phew. You got to go to a different doctor, Chuck. No, it's for him. Got to go to a different. It's only supposed to be one. It's only supposed to be one. Times. He just said a few. He didn't say all the same. And he bent it three times. He said it could have been. Was it one oh, finger three times or three fingers one time? <laughs> Chuck, one I gotta finger. ask. Listen, listen. Listeners want to know. Look, listeners want to know. And hey, got, Marco's been in the room when they were cutting into my asshole. This is true. This is true. Yeah. And remember, I was sending you guys pictures and live updates when I was getting my <laughs> That's vasectomy, right. my vasectomy done. So that's right. Things happen. But Chuck, listen. You did. You best. The, um, <laughs> l- l- our audience, they want the hard questions. So I got to ask. At any point in time, did you feel <laughs> the hands on both of your shoulders? <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I got to think back. Because it may have, have felt like a few fingers, but it was really there. just it, one it may dick. Have been like two or three fingers. <laughs> no, but after, after I got banded, and I was like, wait, hurting. wait, like I was wait, after banded? What? What? banded. What? Yeah, the hemorrhoids. That? They shoved. Oh, the fucking, oh, I thought that was a word there? for like pegging that okay. I didn't they understand. Two no. <laughs> and it fucking Sorry. sucks like out the air, but it sucks up your hemorrhoid and it bends yeah. it with a band. And it falls they put off. a rubber band around the hemorrhoid and it cuts off the fucking blood flow and the hemorrhoid just falls off. And then I could gotcha. have gone the whole night without that story. I was supposed to go in for my fourth and I was like, I'm your fourth. I'm not doing that again. Yeah, I had really bad. Yeah, I was I was close to surgery. It's from all that um, sitting on the toilet to get away from your wife with the phone. This is true. <laughs> so, after I was done, he's not wrong. Yeah, Matt and Tom are back. Through the done. time, no, every time. The doctor Wait. would place his hand on my shoulder, and he's like, "Are you okay?" Both he's hands? like rubbing my There's back. <laughs> this is so weird, but I so needed it. <laughs> oh, he, like, he needed it. Wait, did he just put, place hurt. the hand down there like just? Gravity was did he, done. Did he, he press a little bit. Did you do the little one squeeze? A little, are you okay? No, he like rubbed my back, dude. Like, he was like, Oh, oh no, like, he's dude. He's, he's like, uh, he was, he are was you okay? Doctor, yeah, I'm right? fine. Do you want to feel better? <laughs> <laughs> one of the last times, I'll tell you one of the last oh times because each time there was a there was a, a worker, like a like a assistant. How are we still talking about your ass? Female, hold on, hold on. There was a female that it's a, it's a really big ugly. topic, Thomas. It's gonna take a while. They were ugly. It was I very blame big. both of you. <laughs> <laughs> and and the last time his assistant walks in and I was like, oh fuck. The one time a fucking gorgeous girl walked in and I was like, and your ass is gonna be, be up. Why can I get the? Why can't I get the one that's not that good looking? I, I <laughs> You're just, sitting there with a balloon knot the sticking straight in, my in the air. <laughs> uh, now my ass is bleeding, and I have a heart on. Thanks. Yeah, I thanks a lot, guys. The same, the same, the same thing. Ha- the same thing happened to me. Like I was, I was laying down, spread eagle, getting my, you know, getting my my shit sniffed. How is and this I, such I, a common story? I, I look over and I look over, and like the one hot one that works at the doctor's office comes in. I'm like, really? 
It's yeah. really cold. I'm like, no, it's fuck. really cold in here, and I'm afraid. I'm just saying, like right now, I got the total the total turtle going on down there. You know, what I'm saying, nice like like dudes. This. No, I had mm. fuck fuck both you guys. I had two hot ones at the Mayo Clinic <laughs> Hospital oh when they God. when they had to pull the fucking stent out of that was in my. It went from my kidney through my ureter into mm. my bladder. So they had to reach in with like the little tool. So like it wasn't you, like having like a finger you, way up in no, that ass. the little tool like you grab the fucking shit that you lost in the engine fucking compartment of a car like that. Oh, it was yeah, a yeah, medical yeah. grade one of those. He <laughs> sure. shoved that shit up my fucking cock hole into my bladder, grabbed it and pulled it out. <laughs> But before that happened, these two really hot 20-something-year-old fucking nurses had to clean my shit. Like, they're both fondling it. Like, they have my fucking my cock in her hand. She's cleaning it. Uh, and I'm, I'm sitting there fucking spread eagle. Were you it's in like the woman who put my catheter saying. in. No, I swear to fucking God, at the Mayo Clinic, Scottsdale, Arizona, fucking the hottest fucking girls I'd ever seen up to that point in my life. Ladies and gentlemen, and guys listening, yeah. actually, excuse me, ladies, so from, 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 this is from words of wisdom from Matthew. If you need to get your shit worked on, Mayo Clinic. The Mayo Clinic. I'm telling you. And when I walk, and I shit you not, when I walk in there because it's the Mayo Clinic, and it's usually we'd like to get people, some sponsorship opportunities. And it was in the urology <laughs> department. This mm-hmm. the first gorgeous freaking. I thought I was on punked. It was like I thought I was in a porno. I'm like, there's nurses aren't this hot. This fucking doesn't happen in real life. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, you're the youngest guy we've had in here for years. And I'm like, Thanks, thanks. Here's my shit. <laughs> Clean it. Literally. <laughs> yeah. That reminds me. Yeah, of okay, let me, wait, let me, wait. Right, so, let me, hold on. I have a question. Matt, hold on, hold on. Matt Watson. <laughs> I've got to write this. Let shit me introduce you. Let me introduce you to uh, the Vinny Truth. Now clean it. <laughs> He's like, meet Gonzo. Okay. No, I, I was going to ask, what is the, um, what's the moment that, and Matt, I know we can, we, we've talked about getting into this at some point with you, but the moment or the event where drugs or alcohol addiction um like smacked you in the face with the reality of how gnarly it fucks people whether it was professionally or personally i know we've all had those moments where you're the like it's not fun anymore right like we yeah. could joke about you know oh you fucking snort a big fat rail and at this party right, right, right. we could joke but that the moment it stopped being funny okay so here's that was I, I do. Here, here's the thing with me. I'm kind of like a, I know there's other people out there like me. I've, I've done there's everything. nobody out there like I've, you. I've, <laughs> I, that's true. No, but no, but like, like, but like I've done, I've done everything. I've, I've, I haven't stuck in a needle in my arm because I was younger. Right. I did it in between my thighs or, or, you know, in between my toes, but I've, I've done all the hard shit. I was never truly addicted to anything. Cause I would just stop doing something. Huck's and eyebrows just went like up over wow. his head. Yeah, no, and and, and I, I no, think I'm I'll like a that. unicorn that way. Like I, yeah. I would just like, hey sure. man, you're getting you're getting too heavy on the coke. Okay, I'm gonna stop doing coke. <laughs> well, know, that that's lucky. the weird thing. Like you, but you were never able to kick addiction in the sense, like, well, not. I mean, not that you were I, never able to, but back right. in the day, it I would just move on to something else. Yes, exactly. You were yeah. you were not preferential. You're like, oh. Right. Okay. I'm like, oh, this is, well, this is if I'm doing up, this okay, too much, I should just move on to this. Right. But the moment that it made me go, oh, I'm going to stop doing this shit is when my buddy Chris fucking killed his father and a cop and then himself. Yeah. Because he was all Christ. fucking twacked out on fucking on speed. 
Uh, Chuck, remember uh, McDonald's so, in Devonshire Division? The f- female McDonald's? Mc- yeah. Uh, no, Christy, Christy Hamilton. 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 Cr- Christy remember Hamilton. Had a Dever- Christy Hamilton, Devonshire Division. Yeah. No. Okay. I'll cut this part out then. But um, she is who we're talking about. LAPD. Christy oh. Lynn Hamilton. <clears throat> uh, I mean, it, it sounds vaguely familiar, but no. Anyway. Um, no. So, yeah. That I, had, I had a buddy who killed himself, though. Well, I was going to say that makes sense to me, Matt, is that the first time, because you were, what, barely 17, almost 18? Not uh, quite 18 when that happened? Yeah, not, not quite. Uh, no, you know what? Before the Navy. I, um, no, it was, I was... It was before was the back, Navy. I was back on leave because I went to the funeral in my fucking dress Weird. whites. It was 94. Oh. Okay. All right. So it was uh, after. wait. But fuck, I should know the state. February 22nd, 1994. Okay. So yep. it was after the Navy. Yeah. It was in the midst of. Oh, the you Navy. were still in the Navy. You I was came in. home. Correct. Uh, got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Correct. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> For how me. About you, how about you guys? For me, when when things got really real, other than law enforcement, because I've I've worked on people, yeah, like, right, fuck, no, not like, career, like yeah, the fucking in the nose, whatever that shit's called, I forget, Narcan, <clears throat> Narcan, yeah, Narcan. It's called something else too now because they were offering naloxone. Yeah, yeah. naloxone. That's I, got I have uh, one, two, three. I have four <laughs> of the surgery. fucking nose sprayers. In yeah, because they have they give them to you after surgery now. Yeah, exactly. So my my California bro. Gonna go in my car med kit. Yep. I got one, two of my home ones, one in my freaking bag. But I, dude, imagine you have how much life shit. would be different if you had that back in the sixties and seventies. Oh God, <laughs> people would be alive. You know how many hey. famous people would be alive right yeah, now? I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> John Belushi would still be making movies. Janis yeah, Joplin, things, Mama yeah. Cass still would have choked on the ham sandwich, but um, <laughs> no, Janis <laughs> Joplin was alcohol. That's right. Yeah, but I'm so, sure some Narcan would have popped out of whatever the fuck she was doing. So yeah. when things got really real for me, when I was like, what the fuck? Like I'm doing, I'm, I'm hanging out with the like dumb people, whatever. A buddy of mine OD'd at a party we were hanging out, like a little kickback. It wasn't really a party. It was just a bunch of us hanging out and he did a bunch of uh, pills and OD'd in front of us. And we started, we had to work on him as teenagers and we had to do chest compressions. We had to, we had to do uh, breathing for him and then bring him back to life. And we should have called the ambulance at that point, but because there was so much crazy shit going on, <clears throat> nothing, no one was called and he ended up surviving it and he lived and we were like, what mm-hmm. the fuck? At that point, they kind of started cleaning up their act and I was like, I can't hang out. Um, I have three. One of the second ones was when my buddy was looking for Coke on his, on his floor. We were all playing basketball in a pickup game and he was like, hey, I got to go to my truck. So I followed him. He's, he's like, hold on, I got to look for Coke. And he's like, like digging around on his carpet in his truck. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm looking for, for rocks. And I'm like, dude, you've got a fucking problem. And I ended up walking away and finished the game. The third was when my, uh, I had a family member really close to me. Um, he struggled with, uh, some pretty hardcore shit and he relapsed and can't choose your family. And, uh, that's what I'll say to that. But, um, he, he relapsed and it caused, someone who's very near and dear to my heart, a lot of strife and heartache multiple times. They're still together, but it, I watched it destroy a family member of mine. Um, 
pretty hard and they had young kids at the time and who are now grown ass adults, but it still, I think affected them pretty hard because he's relapsed a couple of times. And that is what really drove me to do law enforcement and to try to be a dope cop and stuff like that. Because I saw him just fucking go off the end a couple of times and it wasn't pretty. It was very bad. Right. Marco. Uh, death of my ex-girlfriend. She um, was fucking around with, uh, with oxys and, um, uh, she did a little too much one night, fell asleep and didn't wake up. That's when the party came crashing down. That's when the the reality of yeah. everything. And that was after, that was after like really the, the the end of my music days. And that was a wild fucking ride in itself. And and it got even worse when I got when I first got into tattooing because the shop that I came from, most of the guys, most not everyone, but most of the guys in there was were doing something or other. It was like hot and cold running. You know, fucking drugs coming out of that motherfucker. The Hollywood, the Hollywood one? No, actually, this is the one. Uh, this is the first one I was at, which is the one in uh, in Northridge. Um, yeah, that was that was that was a big fucking wake up call, man. Like, yeah, that was a big fucking wake up call. It's just like, what the fuck am I doing? And then, like, when I found out, I was working my day job. When I found out, I was obviously devastated. Went home, and the first thing that I did is. I went off and and uh, one of the lollipops, one of the oxycodone, uh, yeah, one of the lollipops. Yeah, man, and you mm-hmm. could cut the head off of it, you know, to like lessen the dose. And I literally was like sitting down, I about to, you know, to quote unquote help me deal and level my head off. And I just like I, I was looking down at it, and I started. I was obviously upset. I started crying. I was just like, "What the fuck am I doing?" You know, what I'm saying like. This is literally what took her out, you know. Yeah, this is yeah, literally what took right. her out. And I just and I just got these. I just got <clears> these <throat> news. I just got these. I just got this news. Not but half an hour ago, and I'm gonna go home and do some similar shit. So yeah, man. I um, it was a morphine pop. By the way, it was a morphine pop. Um, yeah, that was that was a big fucking wake up call, and it kind of put things into perspective as far as like she was. Man, she was like one of the best things that happened to me. She was like really, really encouraging me as far as like my career is concerned, like, you know, to get my my shit going. Like I was lagging on getting my cards going. And I was just I started falling into I started falling into the party side, the the rock star side of being a tattoo artist, being up late, going out to like, you know, sushi bars that were open until two o'clock in the morning, going to after hour places and Everyone in the area knew who the fuck you were because of the shop that you worked at and who you were with and blah, blah, blah. And I, I really just gravitated towards, I was like, I left one kind of party atmosphere and gravitated right towards another one and just kind of kept the party going. And yeah. that, um, that happened and it was a screeching reality. And I was out of the, the crew of the shop. Cause not, like I said, not everyone did, but out of the crew of the shop, I was the first one to just be like, I'm like, done done like next day i was done done i'm not doing shit anymore um and concentrate on just painting and art and just put energy in different ways and yeah that was that was it that was that was harsh man that was a pretty hefty hefty price to pay to um to get away from paul yeah and that was relatively late 
in in the grand uh, scheme of things it didn't 100 percent. Like, 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 like for me it was very early that's no, I was like, you oh, no i was like 30 32 at that yeah. point and, and i and but i had like been, that i had been partying I've been partying because I, I also like I started late. I was I was late. I was bloomer. gonna say you're a late bloomer. Like that, that falls yeah. in line with right with super late bloomer with yeah. with your per, with your mm-hmm. projectory through you know life as far uh, as the yeah. party aspect goes. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. It wasn't until I was it wasn't until I was with the uh, with those with the guys that I started you know like really like drinking normally like a drinking became like drinking beer such like that in a, in a rehearsal studio and going to it became like a normal thing. Um, and then from that, I just went on like weed and so on and so forth, blah, blah, blah. And it just, and it just went on from there. And, and, you know, so, but yeah, it, it started late and carried on late. It may not have started late necessarily or as late for me because I think it did start late in comparison to maybe Matt. And I'm not sure, Chuck, what age yours would have not because you're kind of in that same boat as me. We don't have the same experiences that Marco and Matt have yeah. with, with the usage side, but um, I have you know i i have a bit of it in the teenage years with these two guys but i also remember of the two marco was marco and i didn't do it and then marco did later right and then before that marco and i didn't do it and matt did right right. Matt did later and marco did you know so there was kind of this arc and i remember I remember for me, unlike you guys, Matt, Matt and I kind of, I got turned off very early um, and yours took probably what you're, you're in the Navy. So 19, 20 years old ish. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, shit. I was doing freaking uh, in Birmingham. Yeah. I was doing fucking hard drugs. Well, no, I, I meant mean, with Chris. Oh, with Chris. You yeah, guys have been yeah. friends for years, but that was, that only right, down you were 18, right. I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, for me, um, I don't know if you guys remember. I, I think Marco remembers my my friend Robert. He was a, actually a friend of my sister's that I'd met, and uh, I was my sister's two years older than me. So if Robert was sixteen or seventeen, my sister was, you know, sixteen or f- fifteen or sixteen. I was probably eleven or twelve, right? And I met this guy Robert, and I thought he was cool, man. He was dating my sister. He knew my sister. He was just just a cool kid, and. and I didn't have much of a relationship with my older brother at that point because he'd already moved out. So he was kind of this cool kid, this cool guy that took me under his wing. And then next thing I know, my sister's telling me that Robert is in the hospital. And then we went to see Robert and Robert couldn't walk anymore. And um, I remember being, you know, 12 or 13 years old, standing in this hospital room in the San Fernando Valley, looking at my 16 year old friend 17 year old friend who up to that point had been a bass player running around doing all these cool things. And now he's never going to walk again. And when I asked him what happened, he said he was out on a camping trip with his friends, got high on acid, tried to cross a 30 foot ravine on a log, lost his balance, fell down 30 feet, snapped his spine in half. And I remember just being like, like this was the dude that my sister I heard he smoked pot and I was very judgmental because I was raised so strict like Marco. Marco and I were very similarly raised strict. And then uh, when he, you know, kind of overcame the views about like, oh, hey, if somebody uses drugs, they must be a loser. No, I was like, this guy's not a loser. He's very smart. He's like, 
knows where he's going in life, but you know, he just happens to use drugs. So it became this like, well, okay, maybe they're not as bad as I thought. And then boom, within a year, he's in a wheelchair and it almost confirmed everything that I'd ever been told. That's that's interesting because <clears throat> that just makes me think to like flash forward for you years later mm -hmm. with me in your life. Mm -hmm. There were plenty of times when I was fucking tripping balls mm -hmm. on acid, mm -hmm. you know, at your house. <laughs> yeah. Fucking there was that. Mm -hmm. What was what was your sister's blonde friend's name? Start with a K. Okay. Like we all dropped acid. I was yeah. off, around. Brand, off brand Pamela Anderson. <laughs> yeah. 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 She gave a good head though. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but what did, did that have? <laughs> no, I'm trying to be Should serious. Should we edit that but, name out? <laughs> yes. Uh, probably. Leave oh, it with God, a, damn it. Leave it with starting with a K or something. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if I can. Okay. I'll have to try and find that shit. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I don't know who listens to it, but I mean, look, whatever it is, what it is. I right. mean, we did what we did. We didn't. It was consensual. It was OK. And, uh, you know, all we right. all had fun moving on anyway, moving on. But did that did that give you any like I'm, I'm genuinely curious. I'm not trying to be like funny or anecdotal no. or anything. No, but um, did that give you any like weird feelings of, you know, oh, now my boy you know matt because we were in a band together we were tight we're brothers yeah. at that point we've been through some shit you know and i'm you know eating all this acid and just fucking around so and, and for driving. me like who fucking let me drive first of all <laughs> i think it was all about was, like i no felt like you. if i could be you're talking about if I could be, you. Then, oh, no there was no stopping don't put that you shit were, on us yeah no don't you put that evil on me ricky bobby go with you and try Margo, to like, Hope we should start our own support group. Those who have <laughs> oh tried to God. control Matt in an intoxicated state. <laughs> dot a dot a, n a dot yeah yeah. But we're all still here, so it kind of fucking worked out. <laughs> <laughs> Never let a positive outcome justify bad tactics and poor exactly. planning. How many times? Have we yeah. said this? If it works, is it wrong? Marco and I deserve our own like meritorious <laughs> service ribbons for being you your go. friend through Hell your. Hell yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah! Remember Otis? Like a fucking Otis? three oh my God, Oak Otis, fucking cluster. Matt, Matt and I talked about. We okay. We talked about fucking... Elijah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh fuck! We talked about fuck that motherfucker. First of all, fuck Still? him. Wow. Yeah, fuck Still. him. Still. You know he did. You know he got. He's probably fucking dead. Yeah, anyway, yeah, he got, he, so he so that's, that was that's, my that's thing with, with you, Matt. We'll fill you in, but that's definitely That is so incriminating. When you evidence. guys were doing that, I was always like, "Cool, if I'm nearby, I can mm. make sure they don't end up in a wheel." Like I was willing right. to okay. hang yeah, out yeah, yeah, yeah. because I wanted to at least like pretend I was sure, in, sure, pretend sure. I, I was that. down. Like it, it let. It, first of all. Being the no, kid I, I, from hey, the nerdy household, it let me be cool because I was with the kids that I thought was cool, but right. it gave me an out, and I was able to watch out for you guys. And no, and, and you of, legit did. I I distinctly remember one of I'm sure many times when you fucking took my keys to me from me, mm -hmm. 
because mm. I was going to go drive and I was fucking ham. I had no business driving and I don't know where I was fucking gone. I don't even remember. I just like, uh, I, I believe didn't... we were at the Sepulveda apartment. We were upstairs. at the, yeah, we were at yeah. that apartment and mm. I was going to go somewhere. I don't even fucking remember what it was. You didn't care. You but... just didn't want to be there. Right. Yeah. Somebody had like, pissed I'm you fucking... off. It was a girl. Yeah. Okay. For the record. Oh yeah. Fuck <laughs> yeah. that bitch too. I remember who it was. <laughs> I fucked a friend though, so whatever. Um, but- <laughs> <laughs> <Your turning. laughs> it started no with more. a B. I don't want to bleep any more shit. <laughs> started with a B. She had a blonde hair and big boobs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving uh, on. Yeah. Anyway, but no, I, you I you fucking stood up to me and was yeah. like, you were like, you told me you're like, you're gonna have to fucking hit me to get these keys, and I right. didn't want to hit you because I love you, man. I was like, all right, fine, I'll fucking chill out. Well, that was the funny part about you too. Is back in the day, and and this is Matt, regardless of whether he's you know intoxicated or sober. So you can't chalk this up to substance abuse one way or the other. <laughs> if you portray strength in the face of Matt when he's stepping up to you, and he knows he's full of shit, like not when he's right or not when he's on, yeah. like not when it's no, when Matt internally knows he's full of shit. Yeah. If you can, stand and I respect up to him, you, and I and respect you, right, you exactly. Like if you can stand up to him in that moment, yeah. he's like, "Oh, we're cool. All, All right, right, yeah, we're cool." <laughs> like, yeah. but like if you, I don't know you, I'm fucking swinging, motherfucker. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, true. So I think we've all had some pretty um, life-altering altercations or life-altering yeah. interactions with drugs. Um, I will tell you that I have a hundred percent struggled with and this is my own stubbornness so i'm throwing myself under the bus and saying that because of the family history right because i am hyper aware of the transgressions of my grandfather and of my uncle's alcohol and drug problem that potentially led to his was it or was it not suicide was he too high to know better and was an accident or was he so high that he was doing it on purpose? Like that kind of a question about people in my family. Like I, I get that. I, I've, I've dealt with that. I've lived with that. So I think to myself, I am not that weak. Mm. I, okay. Yeah. I am not those people. Right. And in that sense, my stubbornness is kind of like, and this is where I, I, I totally feel what Matt's saying. You said, Oh, I, I was doing too much coke. Okay, I'll just I want to so much coke. Like it's right. okay. I'm still right, gonna right. get high. I'm gonna but dial I it just, down though. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna change venue. I never I never yeah. felt like it had its hooks in me, so to right. speak. I get that. And so for me, like if I ever felt like, oh, so maybe I'm doing this t- drinking too much, well, I'm not gonna quit drinking because that's what my grandfather had to do because he was weak i can handle it myself and i know that's the quote-unquote lie that all addicts tell themselves but right, that was right. my right. legitimate like i i get why they say well if you're an addict and you tell yourself that or if you able are able to resolve it yourself and you tell yourself that either way that's the common denominator right so that's always been like something i've been sensitive to but at the same time I also recognize that sometimes you need that outside temperature check when somebody's like, no, like, bro, <laughs> we need to talk about this. That's true. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah. 
And I know you guys have been there. You guys have both been the receiver and the giver of that. Like, hey, bro, like, we need to talk. Like, are you okay? Right, right. Yep. Yeah, 100%. And it's it's, it's so hard, though. I mean, it's so hard because, like, I mean, for me, oh, man, yeah, I, I had the conversation with him, actually with my mentor when he was deciding whether to move back to, um, he's from Romania, actually, the guy who taught me how to tattoo. And I had to have a conversation with him. And it was after, it was after my ex had died and I had um, sobered up. And I was looking at him and he was just spun the fuck out. And I was like, dude, you you need to go home. Like you've been tossing back and forth whether you want to go home or not. But like, I hate to be this guy because I, you know, I love you. You took me under your wing. You know, say we're like brothers, but you need to go home or you're going to die. Like if you stay in, if you stay in the States, you know, if you stay in the States with the way that you're going and the way that everything is easily accessible for you and you're very immersed in that world um you're gonna die and had man the worst thing i think was sticking to that gun you know like once you pull once you pull that trigger and you had the conversation with somebody is to then be the that that foundation to it's not just say it and forget it say it and move on they're gonna immediately realize and start changing their ways is for me the the toughest trial at that point of being a friend was saying this and then having being open to having the same conversation the day later when they were sober right you know saying like having that same conversation again when they were sober and being able to um obviously at that point they're sober so you're able to articulate more and go into further depth and then realizing that you're putting yourself in a place where it's it's hard and you're vulnerable yourself but you know and they could go either way it i I get it. A lot of people will not want to do that because they don't want to seem like the bad guy or they don't want to seem right. like the party poop or the one that's like, you know, they don't want to hurt their friend. They don't want their friend pissed off at them. You know, I'm thinking like, what if, what if he, he's not ready for this and they reject me? <clears throat> and it's a, I get it. I was there, but what do you care about more being the cool guy yeah. or being the guy who's actually no matter what, no matter what happens, if they don't want to accept the help, if they turn against you, and start blaming you for shit. Do you want to be the guy who tried to help? If they don't talk to you again, you get a phone call two months later saying, you know, they OD'd. At least you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, right, right. I had the conversation, not I I should have had the conversation. Yeah. There's no, no regrets there with that. <clears throat> absolutely not. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely not. And, you know, that's actually something that I knew that my ex was doing that. And I had a, like a lighthearted conversation with her um, about it. I'm like, Hey, you know, you know, like, Hey, don't fuck around with that shit when you're going to sleep. I and mean, that's just not good. It's like, Oh, you know, I work in a pharmacy. I got, you know, I understand the dosages. So I got it. Blah, blah, blah. No big deal. And it's like classic. Like I got this, I got this. And then like a month and a half later, boom, you know, Oof. and I cannot live myself. I cannot hold myself to the past. Cause no matter how much, uh, no matter how much I, uh, I wish I could, or, you know, wishing whatever never changes anything. The past is in the past. Right. Right. So when you see that opportunity, when you see that opportunity, it's going to suck, but you're, it's, I think that's when 
it's time for you to rise up as a friend. That's when you're tested. That's like when your friendship right. is actually tested. Like how much do you care about this person? You know? Um, mm-hmm. And that was, yeah, that was, that was really rough. And that's something that I still live with to this day. And unfortunately, when I say I'm an artist, you guys will, you guys will understand this. I'm an artist. So my mind is always going and my mind is always creating. And I hate the fact that I'm an artist because I can close my eyes and imagine this whole world. Mm-hmm. Or she would have still been around, sure. and it's it's very vivid. You know, it's very vivid and it can be very real sometimes. And it's it sucks, yeah. But yeah, I think that it's one of those situations where we all, because I will tell you, I have had a propensity for. Um, I, I understand the term self-medication. How's that? Let's put it that way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Like when it comes to addiction, right, I can literally track um, some of the darkest points in my life as far as mm-hmm. the shit I was dealing with at work or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. I can literally chart <clears throat> those with how my liver tests came back from the doctor. <laughs> well, you were getting you know. tests. I was just hiding it. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if, if I were get, to get tests, right. Um, and I know there was a book. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to get bless you. Jesus. <laughs> oh, there he goes. We're all dying. There we go. Uh, for those of you that are out there that are doing the job or, or I'll just say this, anybody who, who is a first responder and veteran should go out and get a book called um, uh, emotional survival for first responders. And it's a very short book, but you will literally in reading about dealing with trauma and in, in dealing with emotional baggage, whether it's, you know, trauma and emotional baggage, like when Mark was dealing with as a civilian with somebody who you care about getting involved in drugs and dying or whether it's your experiences as a police officer or in the military or whatever, the trauma is the trauma, right? But this is going mm-hmm. to literally chart how you can maintain it or, or I guess explain what is happening to you day to day and then help you plan a way back to a normal kind of, right. right I get it. I'm, I'm good. And, and I think that's kind of what for me, self-medication meant was I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to mitigate the misery, right? So you can only see, most people have never seen a dead kid, right? It's that, that Wayne's world, like, oh, you got me a gun rack. I don't even own one gun, let alone multiple guns necessitating a rack. You know, right. It's like, it's like mm-hmm. everybody's like, oh, I've never seen one dead kid. I'm like, what, in a week? Like, no, ever. I'm like, oh, never mind. Yeah. yeah, me, me either. <laughs> you know, right. so when you start to live that and you start to feel that, you start to think that, or whatever, you kind of are just like, oh, hmm. it's normal for people to maybe have a, like, you see the movies, they're like, oh, boy, I've had a rough day. I need a drink. Right. So you, that's, that's yeah. kind of a it's, normalization it's into, right, your, right, yeah. into your yeah. DNA. Yeah. And so then you have a well, right. I, I have to say, no, you know what? I don't need a drink because I'm irritated, pissed off. I want to have a drink when I'm looking to have a good time. Like when you're Not happy. When to, yes. Right? right. Like that. Isn't that a big <clears throat> difference? So here's the thing. This is the, 
this is the biggest thing for me when people are struggling and they're like, Hey, let's go have a beer. I'm like, no, that's not the time to go have a beer because that reinforces some bad behavior and some bad things that can right. happen because right. alcohol is negative. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. Alcohol is a start drinking, things get worse. And I got to say for myself, it's gotten pretty bleak a few times. Not a couple of fucking few. I had a kid die in my arms early on in the, in the department. That was pretty rough. That sent me in a spiral a little bit because I never had someone really die in my arms. And I was like, well, right. that's fucking right. Like, and it's a kid. <clears throat> right. And he got 10 ring in the chest by some gangster for doing the right thing and fucking died. And I watched the soul leave his fucking eyes. That was rough. And, uh, and then I got some other shit went down and then <clears throat> um, I got divorced. I was going through it. That got real bleak. I got injured at the same time. And so that was just fucking horrible. And then I got into a shooting. That's when shit got real, real for me. And it got pretty, pretty fucking bleak for quite some time. Then I met a really good woman who I married. And then got into And now you have almost five kids. Got, yeah. And then it got pretty bleak again um, with being injured for a very it's long bleak time. again. Yeah, the depression kicked in and stuff like that. And I was drinking right. every day. And I knew I had a fucking problem when before I went on a cruise, I ended up drinking a whole bottle of wine to myself the night before the cruise and three glasses of, of liquor. And I wasn't trying to do it. It just ended up happening. And then I started really recounting after I got off the cruise. And I was texting, actually, I was texting Matt about it. And um, yeah, I was texting regarding my blood pressure and the way mm-hmm. I was feeling. And he's like, you mm-hmm. need to go to the fucking ER. Yeah. And I didn't go because I'm fucking stubborn. <laughs> and I was able to finally get my my shit under control, but I was shaking. It was you like willed it. Out. You were like, get under <laughs> control, fucking heart. Yeah. Knock I that had shit off. Like once it was like 165, 170 over a hundred. Chuck oh, fucking controls his Those are rookie numbers, man. You gotta pump those fucking <laughs> numbers up, man. It was like the one ninety one ten I had before when I had a penny. Well, that was when you were sending us pictures <laughs> during the podcast of your feet yeah. in an ambulance. Right. With the with yeah. the war stories with hat the position, war story. probably. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I appreciate <laughs> you. I mean, I don't appreciate how you did it, but I appreciate <laughs> that you did it. It was a good little guessing game. Who the uh, yeah. photo? So but what is, I think helped. Oh. Sorry, sorry, I was gonna sorry. say what I, th- what I think helped me is I did um, a ninety day sober. I didn't touch alcohol for ninety okay. days. Didn't come close to it because I knew I needed to break some some uh, some habits. And it takes thirty days because I'm I do counseling and stuff like that with law enforcement. It takes thirty days to break or to build a habit. So in my mind, thirty days to break a fucking habit. And then I went two more months after. I said I don't want to feel like I need a drink to go to bed. I don't want to feel like I need a drink when I have a tough day. I don't want to feel like I need a drink because I want to drink. I want to be able to have, go out and enjoy a nice dinner, have a beer or have a cocktail or whatever. And I said, I'm not going to do hard liquor. If I'm at home, if I have a beer, it's going to be with my wife. If I have a glass of wine, it's going to be with her. I'm not going to just sit there and drink to drink because that's what got me in a bad place to begin with. I'm not going to go to bed with a glass of whiskey because as soon as she falls asleep and I pour a really two finger, which is like a five finger fucking cup. Mm. Um, I just have big fingers and I don't count ice. <laughs> um, so I was like, well, I let's can't face do it. That. Like the finger count. So, yeah. It's a little wonky. That's I got to that point. Like, that's a four. half a hand. That's yeah. a half a hand. Is the palm? Now I don't... I'll take a palm. How much it is It didn't come out of the top of the glass. God, damn it. <laughs> this isn't a glass. bar. <laughs> but I got to a point now where I'm like, I don't need to go to bed. I, I don't go to bed with liquor anymore. And I'm like, okay. And I'm not drinking every day. 
and I recently broke my my uh, sobriety, you know, um, just to have a few, like a, a glass of wine here or a beer here, because it's like the holidays and the good holiday beers are coming out. Well, and, and I'm like, I haven't really overdone it except for one day I got pretty housed and that was because there was a wedding and I wasn't really doing much and I started drinking and then I didn't stop. And then I realized I got to stop and then I threw up and then everything was fine. But I still will not go to bed with a glass of liquor. Um, and I, I don't think that I can from this point forward. Sure. And I just think that I, I need to watch it for myself. And kind of like Tom was saying, where I'm not going to stop drinking because that's what an alcoholic does. I don't want to think of myself as an alcoholic. I think I do have alcohol dependency issues and it's not necessarily alcohol dependency issues. I would say it's more of overconsumption issues and it doesn't have to do with just drinking. It has to do with eating food and overconsuming mm-hmm. food as well as um, drinks, whether that be- Well, it has to do with self-indulgent or, behavior. Right. And it's it's that, an addictive that, personality. That's really what it is. Right. Exactly. And, and there's I some of us that- And we'll get into that because I think we're coming to- Ooh, we're coming to the end of tonight, yeah. but um, I think we need to get into the- coming in the end. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you said well, to the end. John. My bad. Hey, John. <laughs> His triumphant return to the stage. That was pretty tight. <laughs> uh, no, I, I want to get into some of the like, because I'll tell you what, like I, I come from a family of people with addiction issues. I mean, for crying out loud, my family is Scots, Irish and <laughs> Russian, like. I should be allowed to drink at work just under the Americans with Disabilities Act. But I, you know, we've all dealt with how do we cope with our things that we tell each other in our heads versus what we know is a dependency issue versus what we've been told is a dependency issue, which, and and then we got to get into like, how do you deal with that? Is it, is it time to, is it nature versus nurture? Is it something you can't control? Are, Are you an alcoholic? Because somebody says you are, or do you have to declare yourself that? However, right. These are or is, it, the, is it written in your DNA? Is it written in your DNA? Is it is excusable it like, by right. your ancestry? <laughs> sure. Oh God. That's yeah, yeah, I mean, hey, compound. you know, it's there, so there's, there's a, a lot. lot yeah. to so that's our part yeah. two. Okay. Um, so I figured we'd we'd talk about some personal experiences because I think when we start to get into our opinions on addiction and addiction theory one of the things that is really um, important is that people understand where you're coming from. Like, are you, are you a Catholic priest absolving people of sins that you have no, and you've never, you've never fucking done done blow out of a fucking hooker's ass. Like, really? Like, like really? That's where you're coming at me from, bro. You don't fucking know. You don't know me. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I, I just thought that we would give you guys some personal stories because yeah. I think it actually is uh, closely tied in with all the things we do. There's only there's certain only certain psychological profiles of people that want to get into the military, that want to get into law enforcement, they want to get into firefighting, they right. want to you know, like whatever or have a fascination or have of a fasc- right or have fascination of or yeah. and then when you have you know Marco Matt and I have all it, we we've Chuck you know we've all had backgrounds playing music like what are the commonalities is it is it having an artistic side is it you know how, how many alcoholics or are engineers at a freaking aerospace company i i i have no idea like it well I, all i lot. can tell you is is That's that 
is it nature or nurture is not something we can answer. What we can do is tell you where we've come from on the subject and then get into what the theories are and why we have our feelings about how you can deal with uh, the issue of drugs and alcohol, especially as it pertains to first responders and police and fire. Because if you don't think that drugs and alcohol are a problem in police departments, fire departments, and the military, you are not, nor have you ever been a member of the police department, the yeah. fire department, or the military. Right. Yeah. Let's, let's like, be real. Let's, I mean, you know, call a spade a spade. So I think that will cover next week. Uh, in the meantime, I wanted to ask you guys if you guys, uh, I know you guys have heard of Karl Marx, right? Oh, yeah. Right. I've uh, cracked open a book or two of my time, Thomas. And uh, <laughs> everybody talks about Karl Marx, especially yeah. nowadays. But nobody talks about his sister, who is also famous for inventing the starter pistol. Her oh, name yeah? was Anya. i'm so proud of that joke oh fuck man you know my my little ones she's fucking moving around a lot more Uh now you know Uh she's fucked today 15 weeks today uh before they left for sweden uh, little fucker i i didn't think i had to baby proof that like the entire house yet you know we have like in little areas and stuff and she's doing tummy time and reaching for shit now. She grabbed a fucking extension cord and puts it in her goddamn mouth. Starts chewing on it, right? Okay. I'm like, fuck. I'm like, she's pretty young, so I had to, I had to ground her. <laughs> oh my um, god, is that how far you went for that <laughs> joke? Oh my god. She's, she's wait, guys, guys, guys. She's doing better currently. <laughs> oh, no. the gift that keeps on giving, yeah. and 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 she's um she's conducting herself properly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, man, 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 man. Man. I feel like I just need to get up and leave. <laughs> what, what was David Bowie's last hit? <laughs> oh fuck! What? Oh god! What? Oh god! Probably heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, did you guys mind. know? You guys know that trees poop. What? What? Yeah. No. Where do you think number two pencils come from, motherfuckers? <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, it's funny how we all sleep differently. Like when you talk to, to people about how they sleep, and like for example, I sleep on my side, and uh, my roommate sleeps on his back. My ex sleeps with everybody. That sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> How is a woman like a condom? How? Oh, no. no. How? <laughs> Don't spend more time in your wallet than on your dick. Oh! <laughs> speaking of women. No, wow. speaking of women. Speaking of women, sometimes you just don't know what you've got until it's gone. Naria. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I told this chick. <laughs> I told this chick, uh, I was like, what's the difference between a joke and two dicks? What? 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 You can't take a joke. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> hell. I went to my doctor recently and he said, don't eat anything fatty. And I said, what, like bacon and burgers? And he goes, no, don't eat anything fatty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why, why did the old man fall into the well? Oh, no, why? Why? Because he couldn't see that well. <laughs> terrible. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Oh. 
shit. <laughs> I hope I got, some, I got some Michael Jackson jokes. There's the Michael Jackson oh, joke. Oh, my God. oh no. hey, Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. You know, I, I hope death isn't a woman. <laughs> What's why? That way it'll never come for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. What's the difference between Michael Jackson and acne? Oh, no, I know this one. God damn it. Acne doesn't come on a five year old. <laughs> oh, my God. You want another one? I got another one. <laughs> no, I can't wait. What's the difference between Michael Jackson and a grocery bag? Oh, I know this one for um, sure. One was made out of plastic and dangerous for children to play with, and the other was used to carry groceries. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> hey Matt. Yeah. Say what you wanted about deaf people. Yeah. <laughs> speaking about speaking of deaf people, did you hear about the blind prostitute? No. What does no. blindness have to do with deafness? <laughs> Helen, no, you Keller, hand it to Helen Keller sympathizer motherfucker. <laughs> I think we lost Matt. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm here. Wait, no, wait, we're all here. We're all here. Yeah, Chuck just went silent because. <laughs> wait, go ahead. What did you hear about the blind prostitute? Okay, oh, what about her? Well, you got to hand it to her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think we've had that one. I know a lot of jokes about unemployed people. Yeah, but none of them work. <laughs> <laughs> so this one time, guys, this one time, I was ordering drinks at a bar, right? Oh, and I and I noticed the the female bartender had a black eye. Mm -hmm. So I ordered my drinks really slowly because <laughs> clearly she doesn't fucking listen. <laughs> oh Locker room mailbag at gmail.com. Attention, man. Oh my god! You know, I, I'm working on this. Everybody knows. Like last week, I wasn't here because I've been. My Mark what Chuck said. I'm doing the gay thing. Working You're on doing the, the lesbian thing. Doing the lesbian thing. <laughs> Make it Fesbian. gay. Make it gay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, there's one of the kids uh, in the play is supposed to be in a wheelchair. So we've had a wheelchair prop on stage. And uh, I sat in it for a while. And you know what I realized? What? I can't stand being in a wheelchair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I got a questionable closer. Oh, okay. We, okay. Can we on. just fire it off and see what happens? Or you got another one? I've got a bunch, but I, I, none of Save them for next week. Yeah, we can Save okay. them for next week. Wait, I'll have to tell you the one that just tickled me and then you can do your closer. Okay. Okay. Hey, it's a tickle. <laughs> how do you titillate an ocelot? Ooh, how? You oscillate it's a lot. Oh, All right, you motherfuckers, you fuckers want to go out with a bang or what? Yeah, uh, there we the go. Joke? I'm right. feeling it. No, 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 I'm feeling Either it. Way. He's going blind, huh? There we go. Raw dog. What do you call? Oh no. Oh no. 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 Do I need to pause I know it? this one? Okay, go ahead. Pause it. Pause it. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh my god. That's horrible. I can't tell that. 
<laughs> we're, we're getting canceled for sure. That is so good though. That is so fucking good. Alright, I'm sure you edited that shit out. Fucking hit me up. Hit me up, I'll tell you the goddamn punchline. Yeah, send it to the Hurry up, do it this week. We never fucking paused. It's still recording. He'll have to go back and edit it. No. It's so good. Fuck you. So good. In the locker room. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh we're going to hell. <laughs> no, there is oh. no wee motherfucker. <laughs> One man. I'm, I'm saying you motherfuckers a seat. You all laughed at it. You all fucking laughed at it. You're just as guilty. In God's eyes, you're just as guilty. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I need to go See you in hell, fuckers. <laughs> I, need, I need to go shower. <laughs>